If you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast and you want to join the revolution that has seen 22 new patrons join up in the last week to get the bonus guest episode every Friday, both in your ears and in your eyes, head to www.patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast. We're putting the work in. We're making the content. We're putting it out there for you guys. People said, hey, Dave, we want to see you get guests. And I said, all right, we'll get guests, but also we'll keep doing the regular Sly Guy podcast because that's how... You know, come up with material and stuff, but it's there. People are loving it, and the feedback's been amazing. This week's episode is going to feature Irish gymnastics legend Reese McLennigan. So, if you want to see that, patreon.com forward slash Slagai podcast. As well as that, you get other things like like stand up clips, sketches, short videos, other bits and bobs, and there's more to come because we're making a plan. Trust the process. Patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy Podcast. Enjoy the show. I'm the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy Podcast with me, Dave Elliott. Listen, we're going to get in deep today. And I don't know why I don't know why I'm doing a gun motion into the camera. For those that are listening on audio, watch it go over YouTube. Subscribe over there because I don't know for some reason. I'm pointing my finger at the camera like a gun and, and I've shot a lot of rounds off there. I've shot a lot of rounds off. Too many rounds. I'm going to stop doing that now because I'm a 35-year-old father of two. But anyway, welcome. Before I get balls deep into this week's podcast, I just want to say my show, Bits and Pieces, at the Ulster Hall on the 10th of September 2022 is on sale now. You can get the tickets via the link in my social media bio. Or you can go on to Google, type in Dave Elliott, Ulster Hall. Now, admittedly, there's going to be two links. There's going to be one to that show, Pillow Talk, which, by the way, Ben, producer of the podcast, has to replace that photo, and he hasn't done it yet. And every week, he doesn't replace it. He's fined 200 quid. So next week, we'll hopefully have the new poster up for this year's show, Bits and Pieces, at the Ulster Hall. My last show, Pillow Talk, in the Ulster Hall, was the most fun I've ever had on a stage in my life. The feedback was amazing, and I can't wait to do it again. So get on over. Ticketmaster, Ulster Hall, get your tickets Come see Bits and Pieces in September. Speaking of things to do, before you go and see the show, pre-drink. <laughs> Don't get too drunk that you're a piece of shit, but get drunk enough to just feel loose. So you can lie back, laugh. I say lie back, sit back. Don't lie down. It would be very off-putting and weird. But sit back, relax, and drink some Modest Beer because Modest Beer are the sponsor of the Sly Guy podcast. They are OGs, the originals from day one. And we love, we love Modest. We're Modest, they're Modest. This is what we're all about here. If you want to know more about Modest Beer, get on their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk. I was going to say forward slash Sly Guy Podcast, but don't do that because it doesn't exist. But go to their website, check them out on social media, at Modest Beer, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and just drink their products. They're a delicious brewing company from right here in Hollywood County Down, home of the Sly Guy Podcast. We love them, you love them. Enjoy the show, part two, because we've already done that once. If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, look at my eyes. Look at them. If you're listening with your ears, what can you hear? I tell you what you can hear. You can hear a refocused, intense, rested Dave Elliott. I have been on my holidays and I am feeling rejuvenated. I'm feeling invigorated. I'm feeling excited, emancipated, ejaculated and ready to give this podcast what it needs. And that's energy. And I mean, there's more wires in. Because it needed this computer needed energy. I've got energy. I'm recharged. And I'm feeling good. Albeit, I go and went on the holidays, potentially, you know, somewhere in the region of two weeks after I just started doing comedy and podcasts full time. So within a couple of weeks, I'm like, nah, I need a holiday already. It's too much. But it feels good. Before I went on holidays, I was like, oh no, I have too much work to do. Why am I going on holidays when I've just left my job? Shit, what a stupid bastard. But hey, I'll tell you why. Because everybody needs to relax sometime. I think I've come back. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling relaxed. And hopefully you guys will get a pretty, pretty fun episode. I went away with my family. Took a bit of time in a forest. Go say to a commune. In a cult. Just running about in white flowing garments for a couple of days and I feel suitably relaxed now is that potentially because of a bit of a hangover probably maybe but I'm back I'm feeling good I don't know how I look I've not actually looked at the at the video on this podcast it could look terrible I got a haircut before I went hopefully it looks good still Ben give me an all ahead does the hair thank you I'm looking sharp albeit I'm wearing a terrible mustard 
hoodie. I don't know why I picked this because it was on holidays and all my other nice stuff is dirty. But I went away um, with my, my wife and my kids for a few days and another family, a friend of mine and his wife and his kids. And we went to a, a center parks down south and it was it was a lot of fun you know it was a nice time um i was busy right up until until the night before we went to the gig actually at the half field which was nice it was a fun time it was the first gig i think i've done this this uh this month so it was nice to get back into it obviously a lot of uncertainty going on so it was good to do that gig and then as soon as i finished i got this weird tinge of excitement because the whole lead up i was like oh no i have so much work what am i gonna do this is supposed to be my job and taking a holiday after two weeks fuck but then holiday happened drank a lot of beer and now I'm feeling zen as can be and um, before I went away I like I like to work right this is the thing I don't know about you Ben but I, I can't I'm a very much a man who's a, bri- a bridge crosser when I get to it so I, if I know there's something happening before I'm doing something I can't get excited so if I know shit I've got X, Y and Z to do before I go on holidays I'm not going to be excited about my holidays because then I know I'll fuck up what I have to do prior to the holiday, so when I had gigs, I podcast to record at people to do and places to see. I just couldn't get excited, and I also thought to myself, I don't really deserve a holiday because I'm just just back from Christmas, really, and I probably should be, you know, doing work. But as soon as that happened and we went, I was like, yes, yeah, wait, relax, get myself in the lazy river, get my speedos on, have a good time. Now you're probably going, why are you wearing speedos in January? When I go on holidays, I wear speedos. It is what it is. But yeah, it was class. Have you ever been to Centre Parks yourself, Ben? No, no. Have you ever have you ever been to any kind of place that involves a forest? Whenever I was younger, I went to Trebolgan. Excuse me, what, what? Sorry, what? Trebolgan. Trebolgan sounds like a shit person in a Roald Dahl film, like a body in a Roald Dahl book. Oh, Trebolgan stole the tallywhacker, whatever that may be. Where's that? Somewhere down south, I think. Nice down south. Yeah, I I was young. I just got in the car. And mum and dad drove down. Nice. And what did you do when you got to Trebolgan? walk cycled around the forest yeah well that kind of sounds exactly like like what center parks was but it was really good you know for me like i um i've before like i think i got married and kids i would have been very much uh, i like to go somewhere very hot i like to go somewhere where i can just get really drunk and just lie by a pool all day now i have kids you need to entertain them with activities and things like that and uh i went to center parks in the summer and had a real good time there. Enjoyed it a lot. Went to the Longleat one, which is over in England. This time, I went to Long Ford, which is down south. Which is my now, my now, it's a must. I'll only go to places with the word long in it. I insist I'm only going to holidays if it's got long in it. Other than that, I'm not doing it. So I went to Longford and it was, um, it was a bit of a different experience. You know what I mean? It was, it was, um, Bizarre because obviously I, I've, center parks are kind of uniform everywhere you go. It's pretty much the same kind of vibe, except like I don't want I don't want to offend anybody here because I know obviously we live in quite a divided society where people have views. But to me, anytime I go down south, I just get the vibe of and again not no offense because I love everyone, but the it's it's like just cult cultures. It just seems like widespread cultures everywhere. Now, that's not a necessarily a bad thing, but for someone like me that lives in a castle in, in the, the Gold Coast of North Down, it, it's strange. You know, like, whenever I stop at a service station, you get things like maybe, you know, baps, sandwiches, maybe burgers, you know, French fries. You get sometimes potato wedges, that sort of stuff. Anytime, if you, as soon as you cross in to the Republic of Ireland, any service station you get, you can get full Sunday roast. You can just get everything. You can get cabbage. You can get cabbage with absolutely everything down there. And I mean, I like it because cabbage is good. A Sunday roast dinner is nice. But I just don't know the logistics of how you could eat a Sunday. Like, how you can have roast beef, mashed potatoes, cabbage and gravy whilst you're riding shotgun in a car. You know, it's not conducive to, to, to like, being able to eat a sandwich. You can just force it in there. You're all good. But I don't know, but these guys, they just love it. And, like, any time I went to get... Like, today, I stopped on the way... On the drive home. Because, yes, I'm... A, after three and a half hour drive, I'm in doing this podcast dedication. But whenever we stopped, we stopped in a place um, in the middle... Of, just the middle of the country, side somewhere. And we're trying to find a McDonald's. And they're like, it's 30 miles to the nearest McDonald's. So I was kind of like, you know... You know when, when, when like, you watch these... Mo- <laughs> this is so offensive. You know whenever you watch these movies... 
and like no normal people in like America end up like somehow find themselves in the little like country towns and then people are like chewing on grain and stuff and they're like their eyes are all crossed and they're like watching these normal people in like regular matching clothes because that's another thing again no offence but people south of the border that they, they, they're not keen on matching you know they'll just wear any different garment but they'll never match they'll wear like a they'll wear a black jacket with navy very skin tight tracksuit bottoms and they'll wear like pink shoes a green hat and then I'll have like yellow gloves on. It just doesn't match. It's a weird setup. But again, very friendly bunch. Very friendly bunch. So we were coming home. Couldn't find a McDonald's anywhere. The kids were starting to get a bit antsy. So we sort of so we stopped in this town, which was like very. Um, it was it was very quiet, you know. Now again, there's a lot of 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 Irish language signage and stuff about the place, and you know me, fluent. I was able to finally show my skills. So that was pretty good. Went into this. Uh, the shop, which was called like Ains, I think it was Centra, but instead of just being called Centra, it was known as like Ains Centra. So like down there, it's like nah, we could just call it Centra, but it's, it's not franchised. Ian owns it, so Ian maybe had a shop, and it was like Ian's shop. Centra bought it, and he's like, tell you what, fuck that, fuck that. I'm not fucking calling it Centra. It's my, I am Ian. It's fucking my shop. So he kept calling Ian the like Centra, Ian Centra. So I did Ian Centra. I thought I'd get myself some sandwiches for the kids. Asked my wife, she's like, what do you want? She just, being, being typically awkward, was like, put anything. Now, I know she wanted a McDonald's, so I'm like, you obviously want some sort of battered fish because you're a vegetarian, which is weird because, you know, fish lives matter, but don't worry about it. So she said, just get me anything, which is difficult for me because then the pressure's on me. So whatever I get her, she's not going to like. So I'm going to bring her back something. She's like, oh, this is the most annoying thing about a wife. You'll, see, you'll say to them, what would you like? And they'll go... Just get me anything. Then you'll get them anything that you think they'll like. And they'll go, actually, I really wanted this. And you're like, well, why didn't you just tell me what you wanted? That avoids any difficulties. That's fine. So I'm like, I decided to her, I would get her an egg and onion sandwich. That's all right. So that's what I said in my head before I went in. But one-year-old, she was just in the in the back seat, just screaming like some sort of wild beast. And I just thought, ham and cheese sandwich does that. We freak, not a problem. Then I said to my four-year-old, what do you want? And she was like, and now, this is what a four-year-old shouldn't do. You shouldn't him to think about what you want for lunch. You should just be like, just get me something. I probably shouldn't have asked her. I probably shouldn't have just, should have just said, I'll get you something. I went, what would you like? She went, hmm, probably chicken mayonnaise and sweet corn sandwiches, daddy. I'm like, how the fuck do you even know what that is? And then I said to my, I said to Catherine, I was like, well, "How does she know what that is?" She was, "Oh, we got her like a sandwich filler and a sandwich once, and she just liked it." So, and I said, like, "But how does she know exactly what it is?" She's not just say stuff for the sweet corn. She's like, "Nah." So I went in, in this shop. I was the only person in there wearing trainers. Everyone else had Wellington boots on. It was that kind of town. It was a farming community. Again, all cultures. I think I think if you leave North Down. They're all, it's all called cheese. You have Belfast, which is like a wee, it's just a wee clan, a wee conclave in the middle of, of the island of Ireland. And the rest, all culture. You know, like I think of the cultures, right? Like, you know, Terminator 2, Rise of the Machines, or Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, potentially Terminator 4, Rise of the Machines. I don't know which one, but there's a Terminator movie called Rise of the Machines. If there was, like, I, you know, why people want the United Ireland, see, or they want the, I don't know, but whatever you want, see if if it was Ireland, rise of the Colchies, we'd be overthrown. I'd have to surrender the kingdom of North Down because you couldn't stop them. Too many of them. But a lot of guys in there, a lot of welly boots kicking about. There's a guy standing in front of me. He's speaking what I think initially is our mother tongue, Gaelic. And uh, then I realised, no, he's not speaking Gaelic. He's just speaking English, but very fast. He's like, oh, no, because then my ears picking up, and he's like, oh, no, it's only middle of all. And then I was like, oh, she doesn't want to talk. And then I was like, is that Gaelic? But I couldn't hear any ash anywhere. So, like, I was like, oh, can I say that? Can I ash? I'd have gone, ah, yes, we're speaking, but I couldn't hear the ash. I could just hear the thing. And then they had this weird exchange back and forward while I'm standing there being like, I'm standing like a sore thumb because I'm kind of like my clothes match. I'm wearing trainers and there's not a pick of mud on me. I'm like, they're going to look at me like he's an outsider and potentially, like in the Hills of Eyes, they're going to just hit me over the head or something, drag me to the cave and eat me. But, with, oh, obviously with cabbage and gravy, <laughs> no doubt. But as I'm standing there, they have this wee exchange. Oh, but Jesus, and then she just hands him this like, this like black bottom piece of plastic with a clear plastic top on it. What's inside it, Ben? Can you guess? 
What's what is inside the parcel? She hands this guy roast beef, cabbage, potatoes, and gravy. There you go. So then I walk up and I'm doing that like you know whenever you're an underage kid in an off license, you're walking in, you're going. What is there? You know, weird thing about it. See, if you're a child, you're underage, and you're in an off license, don't dress like your dad. Because you, you look rare. Like, whenever I went to office underage, I'd be wearing, like, a sleeve... Uh, as I was going to say, a sleeveless check shirt. Which, by the way, would be such a baller move to walk in. Just with the full guns out. Be like, but I was wearing a short sleeve check shirt. pair of, like, navy trousers and brogues. Which is not something anybody of 18 to 20 would wear. So everybody looking at me going... And I'm walking in there going... Shit, hard day at the office there. The wife's busting my balls. And then you'd imagine be like... Do you have a bottle of... Bully Jameson's, or do you have maybe a few tins of, a few tins of Carlsberg? That's what you think. What maybe you know a, a a hardened married man would do. But I walk in there and flipping checked shirt, short sleeves, wearing the navy trousers, brogues, talking about how my wife's stressing me out. I'm like, fuck out, hard hard day. Fucking at the office, get home. My wife busts my balls here again. Can't do wrong for doing right. Fuck's sake. Can I have a uh, a big beastie and? Uh, Quarter ball of goat sugar mucker, and he's like, "What? You you really have fucking lost the plot. This man's this man's life is spiral. If you're a married man with a job, you should never be ordering goat sugar and big beast day ever. It's inexcusable. You know, if that happened, there should be a hotline to PSNI to be like, listen, you need you need the this guy's in trouble. Get the ID off him and go to his house because he's on the edge which another thing I like about down south you don't phone the PSNI you phone the guards what a great name they just guard you they guard a Shikona great bunch of people but anyway so I'm down there I'm ordering sandwiches and the woman's looking at me like this she's like I, I, well, first of all I went, can I just have the, like, the, the chicken bits in the baguette please and then can I have an egg and onion sandwich and she was like do you want butter or mayo and I thought that was a trick question like if you say mayo they're like get them but I was like, oh no, butter, butter. The whole time she's looking at me like this, she's just making the sandwiches, knowing where everything is, never breaking eye contact with me, being like, what is this weird accent, this posh twat saying? You know, and then she just um, put it all together and off I went. And believe it or not, Catherine, delighted to get an egg and onion sandwich. Holly was like, this is fine. It's fucking chicken and sweet corn mayo. And the baby just basically took her ham cheese sandwich and just fucked it all over the car. Just cheese everywhere, ham everywhere. And just rubbed the butter in her face. Just ruined her skin. Didn't eat anything. And then when I got her home and took all the bags out of the car, there was just the entirety. It was like a, a Raven's burger jigsaw with just the entirety of pieces just strewn across the car. So by the time I gathered it all out, I don't think she actually ate anything. And then... What else did I give her? Yeah, that's what, being a nutritional guy, I gave my kids sandwiches and then I bought them we dairy milk each. No, we dairy milk, a wee milky bar each. And then I bought a packet of, this is the mug off, I bought a packet of pretzel flips for myself because I used to love them from, from my childhood but don't really see them kicking about that much these days. So I bought a packet of pretzel flips for myself. But then Catherine was like, "Have you? Would the, did you buy that for the kids? And I didn't want her to be like, you greedy fat bastard. So I went, yeah, of course I did. And then Holly thankfully didn't like the pretzel flips. Matilda just took them and just smeared them all over her face. And I had to like shout her. I'm like, listen, I'm a comedian. You know, I'm an entertainment guy. Like I put stuff out there. I can't have any photos of you, whether you're one or not, doing blackface. It's not appropriate anymore. So please can we wipe this child's face? I don't want to be associated with that. I don't find it funny or entertaining. I find it offensive. Stop doing it. And that's where, where we got to. So we got home, you know. It was a good trip. Very relaxing. Did a lot of swimming, which is weird. Like, that's a, a lot of stuff were closed in centre parks because of COVID. Again, there's different COVID restrictions everywhere down there. A lot of stuff was closed. All that was open was the subtropical... Um, so What was it called? The subtropical something something paradise but it was basically just a big it's a big swimming pool you know with a lazy river in it and then another thing really pissed me off children <clears throat> were allowed in the hot tubs and i said, don't there's no discipline there you know that's another thing irish mammies and daddies they don't discipline their kids like us in the kingdom of north down do like my kids were regimented like nazis my my kids are like the hitler youth you know say what you want about the hitler youth but they're, they're they're disciplined, all right. Maybe their morals aren't the best, but they're they're in order. Their shoes are polished and they behave. 
But like some of these kids kicking about this subterranean tropical paradise. That's what it's called, the subterranean tropical paradise. You know, I didn't like it. And, you know, one thing that happened to me, it was a bit of a moment, was that there was a couple, right? And this is something I bet I, I, need, I need you on the mic for this because I need, I need to ask a secondary opinion on this. If you're at something like with your kids and somebody, say somebody pushes in front of you or gets in the way, mm-hmm. do you get super angry and defensive of your, like, like does that annoy you more than anything if someone is, like, ignorant when you're around your kids? So, like, say you're in a queue for, like, a, like a slide. You're ready yeah. to go down a water slide and someone pushes in front. What would you do in that instance? Uh, I would probably not necessarily uh-huh. be aggressively angry towards the person pushing yeah. in front. But make a point with the kids. We will walk away back yeah. in front of this person, and then once you're in front, then you can be all high and mighty and kind of yeah. get them out of the luck and let the kids know. Yeah, don't be pushed about. Yeah, well, what I do is just act. I can't control myself. Like I've said before on the podcast about the naughty boy at the top of the slide. Do you remember this story? I had my daughter, four-year-old daughter, at a new play park that had just opened, and there was this big slide, and it was like. It was a circular slide, so it was like a tunnel slide, you know? And there was this boy who, he came to the park by himself on an electric scooter. And he must have been about five or six. Yet there was an old man who followed behind him. And there was no way the old man could be his dad. Maybe it was a grandfather, maybe it was... But the old man never stopped looking at his phone. He was on his phone the whole time. And I was like, there's something a bit shady about this. This kid came, parked his scooter up, just climbed the top of this slide and just lay in it and started kicking just kicking the side of the slide which made it all mighty bang it sounded like one of those you know Jamaican brass bands and I was like annoying my four year old who I was with she was only three at the time this is an important point I climbed up there it was hard for her to climb the top of the slide so like there was the, this, this, the ladder wasn't just a straight up ladder it was like you know one of those those like circular ladders that they, they have nowadays to try and work on the kids like dexterity and stuff she climbed up the top of that and got to the point where she couldn't get down the slide because this kid was in it so now the, the height of the th- was just about to hear. So I was able to be like, listen, I was like, here, mate, can you go down a slide? We kid looked at me and was like, no. And then start kicking, dum, 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 dum. My next thought as a parent is, where's his guardian? Because if this was one of my kids acting a dick, I would, I, again, like I said, Hitler Youth kids, I would discipline them. You know, I probably, you know what, instead of Hitler Youth, probably should have just said Scouts or Brownies. You know, that's probably the vibe, but disciplined anyway. I'd be like, listen, get down a slide and let the other kids have a go. This kid was was just not for moving. A few other kids have started getting in line. I started getting a bit stressed out because I'm like, I'm the person of authority here. I can't let like a six-year-old besmirch me in front of all these people. I need Then a mum, a real angry mum, shouted up the slide, being like, would you hurry up? Because obviously her wee daughter was there. And I had to take, you know, action. I couldn't let that kid just mug me off because then this mum was going to come up and she would have done something to get rid of the kid. So I thought, you know what? I need to show this kid who's boss. I need to show my daughter that I've got her back and I need to show these line of other kids that I don't know that you don't fuck with this guy. So I was just like, listen, mate, you going to go down the slide? And he went, no. And then I just looked over my shoulder, realised nobody was behind me to see. I shoved the fucker down the slide. So he went down the slide, kind of at an angle, over his head, came out the bottom all dazed. But like everyone else at the bottom hated the wee cunt. You know, part of my French, but they did. All the other parents were loving it. I was at the top of the hill, like fucking Maximus Decimus Meridius. Are you not entertained? And then my wee daughter just scooted down all sweet in her dress and all. It was very, very sweet. But in this particular moment, there were these two people who were full adults, right? And they kind of cut in front of us in a line. And it was like, nah, don't don't be at that. Don't be doing that. So I just looked and realised we were poolside. So what I did was lift my daughter up. And then whenever I lifted her up, I went, oi! But when I swung myself around, I bumped the guy into the water. Now, the guy came out of the water, right? And like came, when he came out of the water, he made this weird noise, like, Hurr! and I was like, what strange noise that is, right? Then the woman he was with started like doing all these hand gestures towards him. And I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. Turns out the two of them were deaf people. And they were like making, you know, like they clearly mustn't have like caught on that what was going on. This is this, this the deaf couple doing these gestures with each other. Maybe didn't didn't have the sense to know what was going on with the line. I on purpose, but accidentally 
pushed the guy into the water. So I, I kind of, you know, in hindsight, felt bad that I pushed the disabled person into the, the water, which is not, not decent to me to do that. But at the same time, you know, you got to treat people equally. You know, across the board, I believe in equal rights for all. So, you know, if if a full hearing person had done that, I, I would have pushed them in, you know, stealthily too. But then it was awkward. Then later on, the two of them came up whenever I was with my kids and all, and they're like in this sort of not jacuzzi, but was outdoor swim pool, but had a wee bit of bubbles. And they kind of sat a bit too close to me. Like normally, I would have been annoyed by it, being like, "Would well, just get your own space, like get your own." But I felt bad because of what I'd done earlier. They assumed it was an accident. I was all apologetic, but inside I knew I did that on purpose. So, how's your day, Ben? <laughs> you know, you 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 assault any any disabled people today, or you just kind of, you know, not. My day is very boring in mm-hmm. comparison to that. No. Yeah, but listen, I love my kids. This is Sly Guy podcast. Sometimes you need to do dark arts to protect your kids, and that's. And that's the end of it. And speaking of kids, there's one thing I read that got my blood boiling this week. People were... Did you see this article? Get on Mike Ben. Did you see this article about... I mean, maybe the Daily Mail. People giving off because David Beckham posted a picture of him kissing his 10-year-old daughter on the lips. No, but I can imagine. Yeah. They were basically being like... And now you, you have kids. Do you kiss your kids on the lips? Yep. Yeah, you have a daughter, yes? Kiss her on the lips? Yep. You have a son to kiss him on the lips? Yeah, but Gay. he's, he's no. now starting to be <laughs> a bit like, nah. Yeah, no, but that's, you know what? I kiss my daughters on the lips. That's fine. You know what the problem is? I bet the people saying that David Beckham shouldn't kiss his daughter on the lips don't have kids. Because I think those people complaining about that, like, I think it was Hilary Duff before put a picture of her outside like like the the magical kingdom in Disney kissing her son on the lips she put a photo up and I love this from Hilary Duff because I think she just went balls in she was like nah fuck it I'm kissing my son I'm gonna fuck you guys can hear all you want but I'm doing it and that's the attitude I have because I think if you don't have kids people people put sexuality into everything do you know what I mean everything's sexual oh David Beckham shouldn't kiss his daughter now see if Bex is kissing his daughter with tongues problem but see if it's just a kiss and a oh, peck. It's love. Like my my four year old comes up to me, wants to give me a hug. I'm gonna hug her. I'm not gonna be like, nah. She wants to give me a kiss. Yeah. I mean, it's just kissing the lips. This is a problem. People don't know. You know what I mean? This is the issue with society. Everybody nowadays wants everything to be sexual, and it's not. Because Ben, you can for you the love you have for the, your kids. Like nothing is better. Like nothing to me is better than hugging your kids. And then when they love it and they give they re, they reciprocate, it's brilliant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, yes, there are probably perverts out there for sure, but not like mo- I'd say majority of parents are like me and just love their kids. And I'm sure, be- like Beckham, he like how many kids does he have? Like four, you know? And he and he kisses boys. You know what I mean? Like he's just this is what he does. I think that's. I know that's people here in their thirties who still kiss mum yeah. and dad on the lips. Yeah, like so. I mean, I don't still kiss my mum on the lips or my dad on the lips because I think my dad probably knocked me out if I tried to kiss him now but like you know I wouldn't have an issue with it but that's because I think we stopped like like your boy you know whenever you get to an age you just maybe don't want to do it anymore like I still hug my mum still hug my dad I kiss my mum on the cheek all the time do you know what I mean my dad would sometimes kiss me like on the cheek but it's only if, if like he's had a few drinks he's A had a few drinks B, taking some poppers, or C, like, I've done something that he's proud of. Like, after I did the Ulster Hall, give me a big hug, kiss me on the cheek, you know, it was a nice moment. But, like, I hate when people give up, and it's always people wanting to complain. You know what I mean? See, if you go out to want to complain, you're going to complain. Like, I've made a, a podcast off the back of complaining about stuff, because I like to complain. But see, stuff like this, bullshit. You know what? And I, and I like the Beckhams not being, like, sorry about it, because, you know, what's the problem? Do you know what I mean? And these are the same people who are like, oh my goodness, this is, this is pro-. probably use the word problematic. It's problematic. Beckham kissed his daughter. You know what Beckham should say? Problematic. Your attitude, you know what you can kiss? His ass. So there you have it. I'm sick of that sort of shit. I love to see Beckham do that. And see, as long as my daughters want to kiss me on the lips, I'll let them kiss me on the lips. No problem. And I'll hug them. Now, albeit, I, I did get shouted out by my wife for kissing my baby on holidays because she started to have like snots coming out her nose and my wife Catherine was like see if you're sick again like you got a cold a couple of weeks ago and you started writing your will 
you need to not get sick again. I can't cope with you being sick because you're a melter. And I was like, all right, I'll try to avoid germs, but nothing more I love than just my, my wee, you know, just my kids. And so you spend a couple of a couple, a couple of days with them without any work. See, that was the big thing. I'd said to myself, right, I'm going to stop working. I'm not going to, if, if emails are important, I get back to them, but I'm not going to like be like work, work, work. It's just me, the girls having a great time. We loved it. You know, I had a really good time with them. And um, yeah, I just love my kids. They're great. You know, being a dad, above all else, is the most fun. And like, I just think, you know, people need to fucking chill out. Seeing people complaining about Boris Johnson or seeing people complaining about David Beckham. Like, I don't know about you, Ben, but like, see, seeing this thing about Boris Johnson's party, people being outraged by it. Duh. What, look at the guy. He's got hair like a toddler. And he do, and he's the, the PM. The guy's an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the thing. Like people are now at the stage where they are are shocked by politicians being scum. Like, see if you get to the top level of politics, you're a scumbag. You don't get to that level without being willing to shit on people. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are some politicians out there with great intentions. I'm sure there are people out there who want to you know see change in society and whatever else but they're probably entry-level politicians you know there are people like with it like community activists that maybe want to get a mandate to do but see the further you go up like the brown envelopes you take the money this the fucking scumbag of course boris johnson's going to go to a party of course the tories are going to because they're pieces of shit you know of course they are of course prince andrew's a par- of course he is well, we shouldn't be shocked by this what we should do is not vote for the same people they're fucking doing this kind of shit and not be shocked that Boris will go out and say do one thing and then he'll just get bl- be getting blitzed up. Oh, fuck that noise the hell out of me and then people from here complaining as well and then you look at our politicians and go come on look at them do you know what I mean like it's sad because I love the country you know I love it I love where I'm from I love being the king of North Down all that jazz all that stupid fucking joke and whatever else but see the actual the way things are like I I have stopped getting involved like not involved in politics but I have stopped like getting annoyed by stuff that happens in politics here because it's ridiculous you know we're governed by two parties who care, don't care about the people oh nish nish all I care about is themselves now they'll say they care about the people because that's what the people want them to say but in reality nah you know what see see now the the one thing I will say not a big fan obviously of the DUP so just want to put that out there I wouldn't vote for DUP wasn't a big fan necessarily of um, when Edwin Poots got voted in didn't think that was the best idea in the world however when he did go against the DUP to put a first minister in place I thought respect to that because that made things you know be taken over if there's no Stormont what are we going to do? Do you know what I mean? What about, like, it's all well and good. See, one the United Ireland are wanting to be part of the UK and all this. That's, like, what, four or five things. Like, probably ten down. Like, see, the day-to-day, that's what I think most normal people want to see are, like, jobs, houses, you know, things like that. Opportunities for people. Education. You know, that's the stuff that... The, more money for households, you know, working on, on, working on social housing, things like that. Not the fucking the the green and the the orange of it you know what i mean that's all fucking like one one of the real but all people care about you know this is that all we know to the sea border hey guys shocker there is a, there's already a sea border because the rules and laws are totally different to what there is in the uk anyway so that's hypocrisy do you know what i mean it's like hey it is what it is but you know we're still startled the politicians are pieces of shit you know, it, it is what it is. And it just makes me sick to my stomach. But I don't look into it anymore because it's just annoying me. You know, Boris is what Boris is. Boris is a multi-millionaire guy. You know, taking his offer. Like, does he want to be... Does he want to actually make decisions? Nah, he just wants to do. He just wants to stash. He wants the parties. Bullshit. They're all bullshit. All politicians at that level stink. And I think we should vote for different... But here, here's the thing. We'll always vote for the same. And I don't get why. There you go. That's what annoyed me this week. And that all stemmed from David Beckham kissing his, kissing his daughter. 
So what I think we should all do is kiss bye-bye to the parties that are currently running things, try something different, you know, vote in different parties, just to see, because it's a shambles, you know. Bring back Farage. <laughs> don't, don't, I, I, don't, I don't mean that, that's a wee joke. Anyway, Ben, how long have we been talking for? I feel like it's been ages. Um, Just over half an hour. Just over half an hour, it's long enough, isn't it? Can I go home now, do you think? Nope. All right, sweet. Now, what I would like you to do, if you enjoy the podcast, sweet, please rate and review it. Go over to Apple Podcasts or whatever, get a five star, say you like it, and, you know, that helps the podcast. Because we've been focusing, Ben, in terms of what we've been focusing on as producer of the podcast, um, what, what's been your take on, on the changes? Again, we speak about Patreon a bit at the start of the podcast, but in terms of the changes, what are you getting if you support the podcast on Patreon, like what is the reason for us having a Patreon? What the, is the benefit from a production side of things? Probably just better equipment, which means the quality goes up yeah. as well. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we did speak about what we wanted to do. A lot of people were saying you, they want guests. I The Sly Guy podcast is what it is. It's, it is a... When it came in for it, when I started a solo podcast, it was to break away from the Boytown podcast and just riff on ideas, rant about things, be silly. That's why I did the Dave Elliott's Weird podcast. Over time, it's changed to this. Now, people that listen like this podcast, yes, but there's also people that want guests. That's fair enough. I want to give as as much content and as, as good a level content as I can. And if the people want guests, I'll give them the guests, but that's on Patreon. So if it's some great guests, some great guests coming up, I have another four episodes I'm recording this week. It's all happening there. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash slyguypodcast. Get all that bonus content as well as sort of better contact as well with myself and Ben. We're going to be working on Patreon a lot more on, on trying to change things up a little bit too. Try and keep the content coming in each day, but also maybe have better interaction with stuff. Um, response on, on merch that's a big thing we're looking at at the minute is the next move but you know hopefully you still enjoy the day to day podcast the weekly Sly Guy podcast and then if you want to head over to Patreon you'll get you know the bonus guest podcast you'll also get the extra Sly audio only podcast the Dog Walks of Davy podcast and so on and so forth but it's a lot of fun and I feel like it's finally getting where it should go and as I say now the more we get out of Patreon and the more subscribers we get, the more can we can go in, and the more work we can do, and the, the better it will be overall. So as, as you can see, we've got the, got the two mics, the same setup. Ben's over there. He doesn't have to even come to the studio to do the recordings with me. That's good and handy, isn't it? You can just sit at home, edit it, and I can you know sit here with no trousers on. It's all good. But that's Patreon. So we'll fire through these listeners' questions. I'll let you get home because I have to record a Patreon podcast after this before I get to go home and I also need to go to the toilet which I mean would be awkward we could get Ben to stop but it would be sly to like cut the podcast for like 30 minutes or whatever it takes me to go to the toilet and then come back for him to it wouldn't be fair it would be sly but then again that's what happens when you stop at a super value in the middle of nowhere and eat roast beef cabbage potatoes and gravy Um. Mike Anderson has said, Hey, Papa Bear, me and my soon-to-be missus are getting married this summer. Uh, congratulations. Do you have any wedding day do's and or don'ts or tips for a happily married life? Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, um, Mike. My tips for wedding day, what I would say, there's going to be, like, listen, get your notepads out here because I think I have a few tips for the wedding day. My tip for the wedding day first and foremost is once you get married like once you do the ceremony you say the I do's and you you have the snog and whatever else take 10 to 15 minutes away just you and your wife to you just go away have a drink have a sit down just take yourselves away from the the crowds for a minute and just spend a bit of time together because the rest of the day you're just going to be flat out with other people I found myself on my wedding day that was a really great wee minute to just be like oh shit we just got married wow chat about things you know just have a nice moment share a wee drink you know and have a bit of a chat before you just basically go around every single person you've ever known your whole entire life and a lot of people albeit you will not know will be like oh, congratulations you're like oh I'm really bad with names here but cheers 
you know it's very stressful i will say too a lot of people feel they can't get drunk on their wedding day my advice would be don't go chasing it <laughs> you know don't be trying to get blocked by all means do what you need to do spend a bit of time arrive but also at the same time spend a bit of time with your closest group of friends maybe i took a wee half hour away from my my, my wedding ceremony after we'd done the speeches and everything i went away a couple of shots with the boys you know bit of crack smoked a cigar maybe smoked a little bit of herbal stuff i don't know what was going on but it was a good time and all i'm saying is whenever i returned from that i was up for a lot of fun you know i was up for a real good time i was ready to dance and it was a great great time i'd also recommend get some classic track get a dj it's going to play some like like these dance music that always gets the people going a lot of fun too um and also don't stress too much about the speeches because people are there for the the wedding not the speech so a lot of people put too much pressure on the speech it ends up being a bollocks say we need to say enjoy it get it over with have a nice time and most importantly it's it's about you and your wife so just relax enjoy that in terms of a happy life my advice would be don't go against anything your wife says ever <laughs> that's i mean that's the, the long and short of it but in all seriousness see if she wants to do something that you don't really doesn't bother you if it happens or not just go with it you know only step in if there's something you're adamant that you don't want to get for example when we were getting the kitchen put in Catherine wanted to get these like little knob handles put in to like open doors and cupboards but I have I've big freak bear claw hands and I don't like to do that wee motion it's hurt it hurts my forearm doing that it's sore and it's difficult and didn't want to do that so I insisted on handles she's like no that will not it'll not look right for the kitchen and I went well hey fuck it I'll break them all off with my big freak hands so get handles I got handles so my advice is don't argue about stuff if you don't really care about it you know a lot of times Catherine cares about the decor of the house and all it doesn't really bother me see if it's functionable no problem but do stand your ground if it's something you don't want so just go if you don't mind about something go with it if it's something you don't want absolutely say nah I'm not happy with this I'm not comfortable with that and then it should be grand but ultimately she's the boss in my house makes all of does all this I just kind of I'm just like them I'm I don't want to say the master, that's totally the wrong term, but I'm kind of like, you know, a wise old, like, monk or something. Like, I don't ever do the day-to-day stuff, but, you know, when the big decisions or questions are needed, they come to this wise old monk at the top of this Tibetan mountain and be like, do you agree with that? And the monk will go, hmm. That's what I just go, hmm. And then also hold in the back of your mind the one thing you want more than anything, which for me is a reclining chair just for myself in my living room which one day my friend I will get but congratulations on your um, impending marriage and listen if you want me to do a wee, a wee video message or something for your wife just to wish her a happy wedding day get in touch with Ben not me Brent Smith has said king of North Down please would you do me the pleasure of tugging my slug now this guy has a sort of stressed out looking fox as his uh, profile picture so you know Maybe he is a slug. Maybe there's a slug on his fox body. Or he's insinuating something else. Either way, no. Um, Name cannot be blank, has said. Is Mr. Todd a bit light on his feet? Well, either it's 1974, or you want to know if he is agile. And I'm going to assume you mean the latter. So we'll say, yeah, the man is very agile. But awful question. Francis Bannon has said, "Is it weird to go to a comedy to go to comedy gigs by yourself?" Um, none of my mates are interested in going. To, going to what sort of mate? Dump the mates. <laughs> none of my mates are interested in going to any gigs, and I'm sick of missing them because I don't want to go alone. You know what? Believe it or not, there are, there would be more people going to gigs by themselves than you would assume you know it's now is it like it's not as like i think the only people that'll think the only people that think going to gigs by themselves are weird or the people are talking themselves or they're not going to the gigs by themselves do you know what i mean like there if you go to the gig by yourself people aren't going to be looking over at you going oh look at that freak Look at that loner. You know, they won't now. Albeit, if you sit too close to the stage, a comedian will say that. I've done that myself to people. But listen, there's no shame in it. And I think if it's an... if See if something is a hobby of yours. Now, I know very much that you are 
a fan of, of the show, you're a fan, you're a patron, which I thank you for, and you're clearly a fan of comedy. So I don't think you should do yourself out of something you're passionate about because your friends are clearly nerds. You know, fuck that. Go by yourself, mate. And whenever you do, go um, come and say hello to me. And, you know, I'll, I'll chat with you. Now, albeit for a brief period of time, because when I, normally when I'm at gigs, I'm either trying to go get on stage or go home. I never hang around at gigs or drink because, hey, I've got to go home to the girls. But come and say hello. I'd love to see you at a gig by yourself and just go and enjoy it because plenty of people do it. And there's a real good community amongst comedy fans now here too. So you may, it would, it, you could probably go to gigs may meet some people who are like-minded and then the next thing you know you might have had a new friend and you have someone else to go to comedy with so there you go go for it francis you're not you 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 might be alone but you're not alone if that makes sense chris has said oh well would you rather know the date of your death or the cause of your death whoa that is some twilight zone shit I, i don't know that's a tough one. Would you rather know the date of your day? I would maybe. But then it's sort of like, oh no, this stuff's going to blow my mind. It's like the butterfly effect. If you know the co- if you know the cause or date of your death, you know, would you try to avoid it? But if that's your destiny, can you avoid it? It's like, oh, final destination or something, isn't it? What would you rather know, Ben? Would you rather know the date you die or the cause of your death? It's, it's fucking hard. Probably the date, because I'd be more likely to forget it. Whereas yeah. if someone goes, you're going to be hit by a bus, yeah. you would shit yourself every time a bus came down the road. Yeah. Where date, you'd probably just forget about it. Yeah, you know what? I've been, I'm have i worried about dying. <laughs> you know, I think the older I've got, I'm more like when I was younger, I couldn't give a fuck. Like, it's like, yeah, if I die, I die. Whereas now I'm like, I just, and it's not that I care about dying, it's more. Um, I want I I don't want my girls to to be sad because of me. You know, I don't want them to be sad that I'm not there for them on certain things. So that's why, at the minute, a big focus for me this year is trying to get in shape and get healthier as I can be there for them. You know, I'd love to give them both away, um, to the highest bidder on eBay. <laughs> And also on their wedding day, you know, I'd love to be able to do that. And yeah, if I knew I would, if I, if like I knew I was going to die like in the next 10 years, I'd be fucking heartbroken. Because unless like, you know, you're, the, my kids are marrying in some foreign country that have no like, I'm not going to see that, you know. So for me, I would probably, fuck, I would hate to know the date of my death because I think it would make me really sad before that but then could I kill myself before that do you mean like if you if you're if you're like told oh you're going to die and blah 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 if could you kill yourself before that or will there be like some sort of final destination nah don't think so because that's when you die but if you were told that you got killed by choking on food or whatever yeah how comfortable would you be eating then because you don't you don't know when yeah you just know at some stage then I would just eat yoghurt yeah but then but then that doesn't matter because at some stage Food will kill you. Like you will choke on it. Whereas you know a date, you can just then go, that's my date, that's my deadline, and live the best life to then. Whereas if you just know at some stage you will die eating a packet of crisps, or you would live in fear. Chris, why have you asked me this question? This has melted my brain and made me really sad. <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> I just don't want to die, you know. Bill Gates, get in touch. Make me live forever, please. Um, Oshina said, "Does the I'm, and I would think about this more, Chris, but I might cry on the podcast. And I nearly cried on a, on a bonus episode with Aaron Butler. He nearly made me cry about my stupid children. So I don't want to cry again. Now, Oshina said, "Does the new Cineworld have those little fucking chocolate rats? I mean." <laughs> That's a heart back to what was a brilliant episode of the Boytown Podcast. Do you remember that, Ben? Whenever I made Shane phone a cinema and ask about the pick-a-mix. That was probably one of the greatest phone calls of all time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if the new Cineworld. I haven't been to the new Cineworld because I just go to the Omniplex and Bangor or Dundonald at a push. But, um, you know, Oshin, get in touch. Ring them and say, 
do you have those fucking little chocolate rats? That wasn't the voice he did, but I don't know what that was, but it was fun. Um, and how long have we been going for? 50-ish. 50-ish, which as we all know is 50 in Irish. And I feel like we're nearly there. couple um, more questions. John Joe said you'll enjoy this interview. Unfortunately, I can't click the link on this because it doesn't work for me for some stupid reason. So we'll talk about that whenever we're actually having you in to do an interview. I'm going to interview my trainer and nutritionist, Sensei Flood, this week on the bonus episode of the podcast. So we're going to just talk about fitness goals, motivation, training, journeys, stuff like that. And also whatever this link is, he sent me as well. Look at that. Last question is from Naomi Mitchell because it wouldn't be a podcast without a question from Naomi. And she sent me a link saying 90 day fiance, more like 90 day divorcee, probably some kind of freak. Oh shit. Tell you what, I take that back because this woman is what you would describe as a hottie patotty. Um, model Chris Galera married herself in a formal ceremony in September this year but has now decided to part ways with her solo marriage after falling in love with somebody else. Tell you what this woman is. She is S-E-X-I-I-I. Sexy. Um, but here's the thing. You can't marry yourself. That's stupid. So just, you know, marry your new partner. But this woman here, Ben, get a photo of this woman up so people can just enjoy how she looks. Um, Chris says she met somebody special. 33. Now this is how I know I'm old. I look at her and was like, she's about 42. Younger than me. Shit. But um, Chris, who hails from Sao Paulo in Brazil, says said she since met somebody special and has started to fall in love despite vowing to go solo. I mean, I was happy while it lasted, she said. I started to believe in love the moment I met someone else. Well, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. Don't marry yourself because it's fucking weird. But, you know, you're a pretty lady and, you know, health to your your relationship and um, your marriage. And I hope it goes well. And I wonder if... Potentially, Chris is getting married to Mike, who earlier I told me he was getting married in the summer. That'd be a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool end of things. But guys, listen, I feel this has been a fun episode. I feel I've been back to form this week. Hope you have enjoyed it. And if you don't, hey, what can I do about it? <laughs> try my best. Hey, that's all we can do. You can only try your best. I may find it the cause of my death or the day, day I die. So who cares? You know, we are going to die one day. Enjoy it. Get on to the Patreon. It's a lot of fun over there. And have a good week. Take care. Bye. I'm the slack guy.